Welcome back to the Mom Mentality Show. My name is Austin Chadwick and co-host is uh, Chris Lucian. And today we're very excited to have Alan and Nicholas with us and uh, got a great topic lined up uh, in regards to retrospectives and experiences they've had and specifically with uh, retrospective cards and these dialogue sheets. So I'm looking forward to digging into this. Uh, but before we do, um, uh, we'll ask each of them to introduce themselves. So Alan, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Hi. Um, so most people consider me an agile coach and I really don't like that term. <laughs> uh, I, I'm just happy to be called an agile consultant or I usually use the term agile guide because I don't just do talking you through your problems. I'm prepared to give advice. And um, I, I used to be a programmer myself once upon a time as a hardcore C++ person. And, you know, I, I got to a point where the code held no mysteries. So I started moving on. And, and these days I, I consult, I advise, I coach. And in my mind's eye, I'm trying to help my younger self, the, the, the programmer who was always struggling and couldn't work out what was going on and why we're trying to do these crazy things. So um, hopefully I help, but sometimes that means getting close to the management classes. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. How about you, Nicholas? Yeah, so uh, thanks for having me again on the on the show. So I'm uh, French, based in Paris. Um, I'm an agile coach. Uh, at the moment, I'm uh, mostly a scrum master, actually, because uh, I think it's more operational uh, role. And uh, yes, I've done many years of coaching, and now I'm more uh, close to the teams and more in the scrum master role. And uh, so I've done uh, anything in Agile, uh, Kanban, Scrum, even uh, Agile at scale, like we call it, uh, DevOps. So uh, yes, I think uh, I've seen all the different uh, flavors of Agile. Nice, nice, right on. Well, I guess we can jump right in. Uh, anybody want to start off sharing some experiences with retrospectives and maybe your cards? <laughs> Well, well, the, the cards are kind of a, a secondary thing. Okay. Um, but what came first was a thing called dialogue sheets, and um, I will I'll switch off the virtual screen for a moment. I'll I'll show everyone. Uh, so it's a big piece of paper, uh, and now let me unroll it. Right, A one in size or US poster size, and. I, I discovered this technique about 10 years ago at a business school here in London. And I thought, you know, we could use them for retros. So I, I designed these and you, you plonk them on the table. The team sit around them and it's pre-printed with instructions and prompts. And so you don't need a facilitator. The team just do it. Which, which is a wonderful self-organizing exercise. Um, if as a coach or a scrum master, you wanna, you, you can get involved or you can, you can sit back and just observe and watching the dynamics is fantastic. So I produce these things and, and I just, just they're on my website. You can download the PDFs and, and print them yourselves. Uh, my website's alankelly.net. If you try dialogsheets.com, you get to the same page. Um, and so I've got a whole bunch of experiences there we can talk about. And then about, I don't know, was it a year or two before the world turned upside down? <laughs> Nicholas came to me and he said, you know what? I like your dialogue sheets. Um, but I was thinking, could we do the same thing as a deck of cards? And so we, we, we set about uh, producing uh, a deck of cards that does exactly the same thing and same questions. And we, 
we took a very MVP approach to it. Nicholas mocked them up and printed them out in PowerPoint or something. And then we liked it. And we got a graphic designer who works with me on books. And he, he did them as graphic designs. And we played around with them. And we tested them on some teams. And, and then um, we printed some up, you know, and we started selling them. And uh, then the pandemic hit and nobody bought any for a while. <laughs> but yeah, now now people are going back to in-person retrospectives. We're starting to see the sales come through. Um, the sheets you can download, you just have to print for yourself. The cards are pretty fancy. We thought about letting people um, download the PDFs, but, you know, they're a pack of cards. They don't, they don't print very well. <laughs> so that, that's the backstory on them um yeah nice nice so uh what what led to the creation of either the sheets or the card maybe we'll start with the sheets you know was it something you were observing in regular retrospectives and then this added a boost to it or you know what 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 what, what was kind of the genesis yeah it it was really a um you know you see an opportunity you're not quite sure why you're doing it but you see the opportunity to do some could be cool and uh, I test them with a few teams and, and people are so enthusiastic about them that there's something, it's, it's like Monopoly, I mean, there's something jovial, playful about having a really big sheet of paper. And then uh, other people who tried them, I started getting these reports back. And one of the consistent findings is that um, people who are normally quiet on a team, people who don't normally say very much, they, they get to speak on these retrospectives. Because there's, there's a bit of time that, where they, they get to be the facilitator because you rotate facilitation around. And if you want a self-organizing team, isn't it a bit odd that there's one person who isn't in the retrospective? And if it's your scrum master who always runs the retrospective, isn't it a bit odd that the scrum master's never part of the retro and the person who's there to observe and think doesn't get to have a voice and and these these sheets solve that kind of, of problem and um so um it, it didn't start as there's a problem here's a solution it began as hey there's something we could do here what will happen if we did that and it, it's just kind of snowballed we've got a few stories like that nice yeah and then what was your encounter with them nicholas when did you start uh, using them and what did you see actually uh it started uh, some years ago when I decided to uh, translate the dialogue sheets uh, in French, because you must have the, the dialogue sheet uh, in the language of the, of the team. In France, uh, you cannot use <laughs> English so easily. So I had to translate it. It was, uh, it was better. And then uh, people liked it because uh, the dialogue sheets, uh, you know, uh, so each person will facilitate the the retrospective for each stage of the retro and the it's based on the five uh, stages from uh, esther jerby and jana larsen so you know uh, gather the fact uh, these kind of things and uh, it follows very precisely those different uh, stages so uh, you know when, when you use it and the team use this technique he really learns how to do a good retrospective with uh, really uh, following the different uh, steps. So it's important because uh, sometimes I noticed mainly uh, 
uh, in many retrospective formats, you jump directly to uh, what was good, what was bad. Uh, here, really, we really have the stage of uh, gather the facts. So what happened? Uh, we don't say it was good or it was bad, but everybody uh, tries to remember what happened during the sprint. Uh, just uh, something uh, neutral. And then we ask, uh, in all those events that happened, what was positive, what was negative. And you will have the discussion between the different team members. Some will say, uh, oh, it was very, when this happened, it was very bad for me. And another person will say, yes, but it was an opportunity for me to learn something. So you will discuss if it was really something positive or negative. And uh, so there is really a team discussion around the retrospective and the dialogue sheets. So uh, I found it very uh, interesting. And then, uh, yeah, I was asked to facilitate the retrospective. So I decided to use this dialogue sheet. And I thought, uh, yes, but perhaps it would be just easier to have just uh, the cards printed uh, instead of the dialogue sheet. And then, uh, yes, I used it with the team. And people like uh, to have this card game. The, I think the, the thing which is interesting is that uh, whether it is dialogue sheets or card, it looks like a game, mm -hmm. uh, you know. So it's different than uh, doing a speedboat or something like this. Uh, they say, oh, what, what is it? It's a game. And uh, yes, even the more uh, introverts will play the, the game and will facilitate. And uh, so uh, each time I used it, uh, everybody uh, yeah, uh, accepted to do the facilitation. And uh, so it, uh, it was always uh, yes, a success. And we have the quotes. You didn't talk about the quotes, uh, Alan. No, you can go on. No, did uh, I mention them at the? I mentioned at the end. I, I said we, we we created them later, but yeah, sometimes people can uh, take a card uh, and uh, read the quote that is on the oh, yeah. card because you have some cards where where, yeah. where there is only a, a quote, and it will. Uh, uh, people will say, we'll read it, and uh, yes, sometimes uh, some people uh, will say, oh yes, uh, it's interesting because in this sprint, uh, yes, uh, something happened and it uh, reminds me of the, the quote that you read, or uh, yes, it can provoke some uh, side discussions actually, some more, uh, more thoughts. So I like this kind of uh, spicing up the retrospective yeah. with, uh, with the quotes. On on the sheets, they're kind of around the edges, and are these 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 quotes, which hopefully are both humorous and inspiring. Um, so we've got one from Marie Curie: "Nothing in life is to be feared; it is only to be understood." Now is the time to understand more, so we may fear less. Which for me is perfect for a retrospective. Yeah, you know, and we've got a whole bunch of them, and uh, one of my. It's a great thing. I love doing sourcing new quotes for, for the sheets and other things. I, I kind of vary them occasionally. Um, the, the challenge in my life is, is trying to find quotes by females, by women. And I've even look if you look at Wiki Quote, which is where I get a lot of them from, it's biased towards men. And, and I, although I've made efforts to get more quotes by, by women in there, it is an uphill struggle. So I apologize to all the women out there for not having more quotes by women it's just re the world has not captured so many of the great things that half our population say but i'm trying to address it <laughs> yeah uh so in 
uh, in the exercise, is, I guess what what changes between uh, being the dialogue sheet and the the cards? You know, how does how does the dynamic shift? Um, are people using sticky notes now to capture things? You know, or, so, or so on, on the on the sheet. Or how? Yeah. On, on the sheets, the idea is that you write all over the sheets. You, you can get them laminated if you, if you want, but the idea is you write all over the sheets. So you all sit, sit there with a pen or a Sharpie. Um, and you very much go in the order of, of the people sitting around the table. With, with the cards, you're going to need some um, stickies or at least a big sheet of paper to make notes on. And we deal the cards out. And even if you didn't shuffle them to start off with, over time, the deck will get shuffled. Mm -hmm. And the idea is you start a card one and then you go to card two. And whoever's holding card one reads it out. And uh, what, what is card one? Card one, we might always, all of them start by reminding us of Norm Kerr's prime directive. You know, everyone did their best. We're not here to blame. Everyone did their best. So whether you're using cards or sheets, we start off by reminding ourselves of that. And then whoever's on two, and with, with the cards, it could be anyone wherever they're sitting. Yeah. Um, with the sheets, it's going to be the audio in. And then the idea is people people write down the thoughts as they're coming to them on the sheet or on a sticky. Um, and we get you to create a timeline. Um, and the quotes on, on the sheets, they're just there to see and people read them out. On the cards, they're dealt out. So we, we just say, whenever you feel as if a quote is, is useful, meaningful, read out the quote that you've been dealt. Yeah, that's great. Um, so so uh, how, are the same number of cards in the deck as there are positions around the dialogue sheet? Or is it, it looked like you had more cards there. It's, no, it's, uh, it's slightly different. Yeah, we, we changed it slightly towards the end. Um, so we're a bit more. Uh, I, can try, I can't can't right exactly see now which ones we dropped out. We we changed a couple of them, but there's um, there's ten steps in the cards, and yeah. there's we added, uh, uh, yes uh, return on time invested, these kind of things uh, at the end yeah. of the retrospective. Oh and, yeah, uh, yeah. Some big, yeah. some details. It's always when you work uh, alone. And when uh, you work uh, two people on the same idea, you have more uh, <laughs> more ideas. So uh, yes, some some things appeared. We said we should add this and this. Um, so yes, I think there there was more uh, discussion uh, when we tried to do the the cards because the dialogue sheets are really the it is a, the thing that Alan did itself, uh, and uh, the cards we we did it uh, yes kind of uh, together and with a, with a designer. And so there was a, a lot of discussion be, before we <laughs> we just uh, put yeah. the MVP uh, live, I would say. Yeah, yeah. yeah the funny thing is um, there, there are teams that have done both on occasions. And even when they've done like the cards one week and the sheets a week or two later, they don't notice they're the same question or, or they're, they're very nearly the same questions. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it, it's interesting. You know, I, I thought originally, you know, these, these are just the same technique in different formats, but now I realize to most people, they're different formats. That's good. And, uh, uh, what yeah. was the... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I would, I would just say that with the cards, uh, 
you really can facilitate uh, the way you want with sticky notes or with a board or by drawing or so uh, each facilitator we, we decide how will I facilitate uh, my own uh, part so it's interesting to see uh, during the same retrospective you will have uh, I don't know uh, eight facilitators so eight different ways of facilitating so it's kind mm -hmm. of funny um how so what outcomes have you seen uh for teams that have never done this before or maybe had had the you know taking one person out to facilitate versus this you know uh i guess what what was the po positive side effect about taking the facilitator out of out of it or or moving the distributing so, i guess yeah. it's distributing the facilitation across the whole team right yeah so you you've changed the power relationship you know, whoever is, how, however great a retrospective facilitator, scrum master, agile coach they are, the person who is running it still has an element of power. And um, when you're doing it this way, the power is dispersed. So most notable with the sheets is I've noticed Project manager types often sit in position one. I think they assume if they've got question one, they've got some kind of power. And actually, question one's a setup question. It does nothing. <laughs> so then the power is handed over to the team. And the questions do slightly overlap. And people sometimes complain about that. But it also means if somebody feels as if they've not been able to raise a point or discuss something, they get to bring it up again. So there's a great deal of, of fairness going on there. Um, so pe people um, feel happier with it. You've removed the power relationship. Um, so it, it really promotes self-organization and everyone's involved here. The, the comment that comes up again and again, as I think I mentioned, is people say, you know, the quiet people speak. Now, whether that is because we give them a specific place where they have to facilitate a question or whether that is because we've changed the dynamics and they are able to voice, make their voices heard. I honestly don't know, but there's just, this, I, I, you've, you've changed the dynamics. That's what you see. And for my part, uh, as a scrum master, uh, I'm not able to facilitate and participate in the retrospective in the same time. I, I cannot. When I facilitate uh, an event, I cannot participate. It's too much, uh, too much things to do. And uh, so with the cards, it's different because uh, you don't facilitate uh, from the beginning until the end. So you can participate and facilitate. So it's uh, easier. Nice, nice. And so uh, one, one uh, I guess a couple practical questions come to mind for me. So I, I got out one of your dialogue sheets and I'm walking through it. And um, so I'm reading step four. It says, create a timeline for the sprint. And then, um, and then the next one is, uh, uh, what do you consider the greatest successes of the sprint? And so let's say that person reads that successes prompt. Is, is what happens after that is the team just has a discussion or do people start writing on the timeline or both? Is it just open-ended? Yeah. Different teams do different things. Okay. So, some teams, everyone, you, know, you will get to the end and there's not a spare bit of, you know, it's not a square inch on that paper. It's not covered, and they've, they've, and everyone is going on. Mm -hmm. Other teams, uh, they will be much more structured about it, 
and, and the person who's reading the question will really want to get them all in and they'll be conscientiously making the notes. Mm. Uh, you know, the idea is, you know, whatever happens is the right thing. Mm. Um, as, as an external watching it, that can be very informative. Gotcha. And what was funny with uh, dialogue sheets is that uh, at the end of the retrospective, so you had everything written on the dialogue sheet, the actions and all this, and you could uh, put it on the wall of the open space, mm. the team space, uh, put it on the wall and have it during all the sprint, what was decided and uh, discussed during the, the retrospective. Now that uh, everybody is more or less remote, it, it's different, but uh, it was one uh, positive thing of the, yeah. regarding the dialogue sheets. I think in future, as, as we move back to a more hybrid form of working, I, I hope that people, when they are together, they'll take an opportunity to try these different techniques. I, I quite get it. You know, remote is the thing and a lot of us will be spending the rest of our lives remote. You know, but, I, you know, there's value in being together. And when you're together, do the things that you can't do remote. But, I, I, you know, there's a story about stuff going on the wall. It reminds me of one of my favorite stories. And they, I think it was... Um, of all places, Colorado DMV, you do not think of the DMV as forward-looking. But I think it was people from there got in contact with me. That Don't ask me why Colorado DMV have an agile team that they do. And they, they'd taken to putting the sheets on the wall, a blank sheet on the wall at the start of a sprint. And during the sprint, people would note down the things they wanted to talk about in the sprint, the, the points. Yeah. And that, that's just a brilliant idea. That's what I do all the time. I have a, a pile of stickies that I, I keep <laughs> as, as events happen. <laughs> and you cannot have it in a gyra because I tried this. Uh, people would put their uh, improvement ideas in gyra, but it gets lost in gyra actually. So that's the same thing. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, you know, I don't, I, I don't necessarily see what couldn't be done remote. I, have you considered making a remote version? <sighs> yeah, we have. <laughs> it was a we nightmare. Have, <laughs> uh, so look, both of us are programmers. Yes. Both of us know we could do this. Yes. Both of us also know that once you start programming something, it takes far longer than you ever think it possibly could. And we've 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 terrified ourselves into not doing it. <laughs> so if, if anyone would like to collaborate on creating an online version, we, we've tried to interest a couple of the the online tool vendors in, in doing this and working with us, but nobody's listened to the bait yet. Yeah. <laughs> we both we both have to have day jobs and make money, you know. <laughs> well, you know, I'm I'm somewhat tempted not to write a whole app or anything, but uh, I'm a, I always like mixing it up with the retrospectives we do, and I, I really like. The distinguishing feature you talked about is um, it kind of facilitates itself, so to sort of speak. It's almost like pulling out a tabletop game and just letting people yeah. play, right? And uh, yeah. and we we've kind of done that. The current team I'm on uh, just has a rotation, so every week it's a different person's rotation to do the retro. But this kind of like turns that up even more, right? Like every part of the retro, yeah. it's a different person, and so I think it'll be fun to try out. And so I'm gonna try to. I think I'm gonna try to convert this to. Uh, remote just by like screenshotting parts of it and putting on a digital whiteboard and just having the team. Yeah. We tried this, we tried this, but 
that's so. But uh, I, in, at the beginning, uh, I, I was thinking perhaps because uh, actually uh, with this uh, card deck you have only one format of retrospective. But but uh, as the facilitators will not be the same, it's not actually the same retrospective that you will do each time. But I was thinking we could even add a starfish retrospective, matzad glass, mm. and this kind of thing. We didn't do it, but. Perhaps we could extend the game with other uh, other cards, it's uh, other other quotes and things like this. But at the moment, there is this uh, type of retrospective, really based on the, what uh, Diana Larsen and uh, Esther Derby write in their books. But uh, you could think about many uh, variations in the format yeah. of the of the retro actually. Yeah, and actually, uh, you know. There, there are some tools out there for like creating your own retro based on selecting different items. What, what may be interesting is rather than having uh, every step be one card, have all of the five steps be on each card, but all randomized. And so then you yeah. pass out yeah. the cards and then you say, okay, person one reads number one on their card, person two reads number two on their card and so on and so forth. So there's yeah. some games like that too. So that's an option. Yeah, so that's people, a good idea. Uh, yeah. It, uh, you know, so so uh, you've you've talked to a lot of people that have done these, and um, and, and kind of it's been uh, spreading as a practice. I really like the distribution of responsibility. Um, has uh, I'll tell Bill. I'll tell you. You said there were distribution there, so let me pick you yeah. up on that. There's one brilliant story I had from um, I think it was Siemens Healthcare. Yeah. And I got a message from their scrum master and she'd run it and her team was distributed. There was a bunch of them in, was it Pennsylvania at one location? And, and the other half of the team are in like Bangalore. Yeah. And so she'd, she'd sent a sheet to Bangalore and had them printed up. And she'd given it to the team in Pennsylvania and she'd observed and the team in Pennsylvania did it and they got their conclusions. And the same day, but different time, the team in Bangalore did theirs. And they got their conclusions and then she, she gathered them in. And it was really powerful for her to see, you know, the issues that the Bangalore team were flagging up were different to the issues the Pennsylvania team were flagging up. They both been through the same process. And that, that I thought was a brilliant distributed example. You know, you know they, because they're using the same template and because the team are organizing themselves, there's no facilitator changing the parameters and they go through it and nominally they've done the same sprint but they get to different conclusions yeah nice nice a oh, cool story um so i'm imagining myself doing this retro and they'll know that i'm the one who in inflicted this experiment on the team right so <laughs> they'll, they'll probably put the facilitator hat on my head whether i, I asked for them or not so like for example like when you come to i'm looking at step 10 where you've done all the steps to kind of gather data and what's went well and what hasn't gone well. Um, this is just one particular dialogue sheet. But yeah, it says, yeah. from the lists that you've created and the other steps, pick three things uh, that you will do, not do. So how do you, so, you know, the person reads step 10 and then do you just let it sit for their decision-making? Like, let them figure out how to decide because they'll probably be like, Austin, what do we do here in step 10? How do we decide, you know? And it'll be like, you guys decide. Is that what you say? <laughs> I I have not seen a team fail at it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> if 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 you've got a team that's 
done retros anyway. They probably know about dot voting and things. They, they know a right. few techniques. If not, they just debate between themselves and somehow three things come out of it. Mm. Okay. Yeah, actually, when you come to a team, in any organization, uh, agile or not, they will have used a post-it. They will have seen a coach somewhere uh, making them do some strange things. So there is no problem of uh, people uh, saying, okay, we'll just discuss or we will use post-it. So, and uh, we could even imagine that they could have uh, their card game uh, and uh, do it on Miro or uh, another electronic tool, for, for instance. Why not? Nice, nice. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I have another version of Sheets, which I use in a different context. So I, I, I do out and out agile training for my sins. And you know, at the, uh, the start, of the, 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 the final section on the second day, I, I say to the teams, right, here's a dialogue sheet. I say a little bit about retrospectives. And I say, look, I want you to go and do this now. But what you're going to be talking about is from the day and a half you've had of me, and I was talking about Agile and, and you experiencing it, do this sheet, and I want you to tell me what it is you want to do tomorrow. And it follows a similar type of format. They discuss what they've learned on the course, what they've learned elsewhere, what they like, what they don't like. And then at the end, they have to boil it down to three things, three practices, which they want to adopt immediately. And um, usually the, the teams are coming, you know, they're trying to extend the three list, they're putting a four or five on there. And, and quite often, again, I've broken them into separate groups. So I might group them by teams or something. And it's great where you see that, that the individual teams are coming to the same conclusions. And I, I feel as if, you know, when, when I'm doing training, like I spend a day and a half setting out the stall saying, you could work this way. This is why it's good, blah, blah, blah. Final section, over to you. I've shown you what's on offer. What do you want to buy from me? And I, you know, I'm really putting the power onto them. They're getting to decide. And, and that, that is so, so amazing. Mm. Yeah, but I, I would say that in my experience, uh, the most difficult part is not the retrospective in itself, is uh, making sure that what you decided, <laughs> you will do it uh, in the next sprint or in the, and sometimes we come back and we say, oh, we, do, we didn't do the actions for the previous yeah. sprint or, and it comes back uh, all the time. So the most difficult is what you will do with, uh, with what we dis you decided. And uh, mm -hmm. it's something yeah, that you really have to learn how to uh, implement the actions from the retrospective. Yeah, yeah. Right I've heard of some teams that they put the sheets on the wall after the retro and people will go to them and point and say, look, we decided to do this. I'm, I'm following our retro item. You know, so it, it's no silver bullet, but it's one more tool you've got there. Yeah, I used to do a similar thing when we mobbed in person. The, the decided retro action, I would stick it on the monitor somewhere really oh, like yeah. kind of annoying, like in between the two monitors for the mob station we we're using. And the... <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and sometimes, yes, you end the retrospective with, uh, okay, the action is, we'll talk about it in the next sprint and we'll have a meeting about it. So <laughs> we have to avoid that also. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter how much I say to people, can be really specific about actions. People still write, communicate better. 
Yeah. <laughs> Chris, I'll have to be honest. We've seen one where it was like, let's tell the problem to Chris and see what he says. That was one. <laughs> <laughs> Please <think> don't. <laughs> is, is that called learn dependency? <laughs> yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Um, yeah, uh, you know, I really, you know, again, kind of the, the randomizing everyone facilitates uh, sort of thing. Um, I think is really interesting um, and you know it, it could kind of extrapolate to other models you know for for example just kind of um, you know randomization of responsibility in general so you know yeah yeah so I've, ex yeah. I've I've experimented with some other sheets I, I have one which is um, I call it a planning sheet and it, it basically leads people through an XP style planning meeting. I say, you know, put the store, put, and you, you, get, you get your potential backlog here and you take them one at a time and you break them down and you talk about them. When you're happy, you put them on that pile and then you go back and you take another one and I experimented with that. And I experimented with a, a product owner one for understanding the customer. Uh, I've not had so much success with either of them, but I, I, I think one of those questions, should I be pushing them more? Should I be trying to get more people interested in them? Which comes first? Or now I've MVP'd them, are people not interested? But you, you're right. I think, you know, there's a whole bunch of things we could do with them. Do it yourself, XP. <laughs> you have uh, everything to, to learn how to do it uh, with, a, with a sheet, for instance. Yeah, yeah. And it fits right into, you know, the whole um, training from the back of the room idea. Yeah, mm, yeah, I, I after, after years of not reading that book, I finally got around to reading it the other day. And uh, yeah, I, I know, hang on, hang on, there's an awful lot here which I, I'm already doing. I, I can turn the dials up a bit, but I've, I've already got a whole book and I've got some exercises not in the book. So, uh, I, I think, like in a mob specifically, just while mob programming in general. Uh, you know, I think there is a tendency to for a mob to facilitate its own retro, and I think very often for you know, especially for a single mob facilitating its own retro, people are often facilitating and participating in the retro at the same time. And so, um, yeah, it, it's that, that's a great solution to the problem. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Look, I guess with a mob, you're you're also changing the power dynamics, aren't you? Absolutely. Yeah. And that's what I like about this too. And uh, uh, we are getting a bit close to time, but one, one question I want to throw in there before we run out was, um, you know, you talked about training from the back of the room. So you set down the dialogue sheet of the cards and then you sit back and watch. Do you have a, a favorite story, um, you know, good, bad, and ugly of watching the team go through this uh, that comes to mind? <laughs> I think the one I mentioned before about yeah. people, people with a project management title seem to gravitate towards setting themselves at question one <laughs> they might get if they're lucky they'll get questions one two and three but you know most of the power is like is in there and, and you see them going to chip up hoist by the room batard. yes yes <laughs> fascinating yeah all right well uh so i think this might be a good time to close so uh to all of our uh oh actually so um is there anything else that you want to plug or share before we uh ended the episode 
Uh, yeah, I, I should plug my books. I, I, I write books. So yeah. if, you, if you go to if you go to Amazon and type in Alan Kelly, you, you'll you'll uh, you'll find my books. The the one that's telling at the moment is my OKRs book, OKRs and Agile. Um, although perhaps my, my favorite is my uh, my Zampan book. Oh, I there you go. Just see All on the right. virtual thing. And and the you, you've heard about Scrum Ban. Yeah. This is Zampan. You know, an X and a P. And uh, this is this is my um, Kanban XP hybrid. So I'll, I'll plug my books. On. And if anyone on the uh, on the visual, you can see this wonderful picture behind me. This conference, Agile on the Beach. It's on a beach in the UK every July. So come on down. <laughs> Love it. All right. And uh, Nicholas, anything that you want to plug or share? Awesome. Uh, nothing more than the other time. Uh, I think we will share uh, the where you can buy the cards yeah. on Agile Stationery, for instance. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Agile Station and now distributing them. Sorry, Nicholas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. our partner. <laughs> but we don't do it for money. We we just do it uh, for the community. Yeah. It's a passion, and uh, we are happy if people uh, want to use it and give us uh, our their feedback. For for instance. Awesome. Great. Well, uh, to our viewers who uh, maybe you facilitated a retrospective that you wanted to participate in recently and weren't able to, or maybe you know somebody in that situation, then you might want to share this episode with them. And, uh, you know, if you haven't yet, uh, like and subscribe and hit the notification bell and all that. And uh, thank you for joining us and we'll see you all next time. Bye, everybody. Thank you.